0: Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Gentlemen, I have two questions for you. Hit me. Are you ready to rock? I am. Yeah, yeah. Got comfortable. Let's let's go. More importantly, are you ready to roll? Let's fucking do it.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to roll down this ramp we're standing on right into a big bundle of rabbit boys.
0: Yes, you are currently in the depths of knee. You have recently just discovered. You've reconnected with Vale, uh, you've found Quip, and uh, Jenny and Shortjack are with you, and you guys have recently liberated a small what looks like settlement of rabbit folk that look exactly like Short Jack in a sort of illusory city. I do look forward to multiple Shortjacks talking to each other at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of them has just declared that Shortjack is their prince. So, Shortjack has, like, climbed out from under one of the, the tendrils that you have just defeated. And you now see that, like, all of these rabbit folk are starting to, like, surround him. They're all, like, moving towards him and, like, arms outstretched and just sort of, like, mumbling, like, Oh, he's back! He's back! He's returned! He's returned! And Shortjack is just like, Oh! Uh. Guys, <laughs> as a sort of like horde of people begin circling, yes. <laughs> I
1: I pick let's them back. up, put them on my shoulders. Hey, let's let's back down. Let's let's calm down. Let's calm down. Do you want me to like
0: engage bodyguard protocols or how are you feeling, uh, your, your Highness? Uh, Jenny stands out in front as well. She looks fairly on guard as well. And from above, you hear a voice say, You're scaring the young prince! And from one of the top pillar houses, the the column houses that uh, were disguised as big icicles before, there is a clearly older uh, rabbit folk with a long, wispy beard uh, of chin hair, and he's wrapped in these big, thick canvas robes. Um, It looks like they're almost like two or three sizes too big like he's more robe than rabbit and he's carrying this large uh white ivory staff similar to the ones that you've seen like the scepter that you have merrick and uh the sort of motif of this place and at the top it curls up and there is a blue globe inside and you can see sort of like swirling energy in there and he casually walks off the ramp above you and hovers in the air for a second. And with a flick of his wand or his staff, uh, he begins descending gracefully and the crowd below parts and gives him a wide berth, allowing him to land. And they seem to have stopped their sort of approach. Uh, hashtag old Jack. <laughs> oh, he turns to face you guys and says, It is so good to see you again, young prince. And he kneels, and the rest of the mob all kneel as well. And there are now about probably 60 or so of these rabbit folk all on their knees. I feel really awkward that he's up on my shoulders.
2: (laughs) Sure, Jack, any, any recollection of this at all, or?
0: No, I mean, like, I was really young when we crashed on Goa, so, um, no
3: um El- elder bunny elder rabbit elder jack um i believe we should probably move somewhere private to discuss this together um our friend here is getting quite overwhelmed
0: yes yes i i would imagine this would be quite quite a lot to take in please follow me and uh once again he swirls his staff and the the blue globe fills with light and all of you begin lifting up off the ground, and he hovers you over to one of the middle tunnels and safely, gently puts you guys down and begins walking through uh, this long tunnel.
1: Uh, I, is it tall enough that I'm not bumping Short Jack's head?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, these tunnels are they were the ones that the tendrils were coming out of. So they're plenty big.
1: Uh, Short Jack, should I, should I put you down or you get up there for now?
0: I mean, I'm, I'm fine up here. Ah, cool, cool. cool. You, how about you just,
1: like, you just, like do a little tap-tap on my head if, if you want me to, to put you down. Okay. Okay, cool. Hey, congrats on being a prince, by the way. Thanks. And, and, like, congrats on finding your people. Thanks. This is wild.
0: You guys eventually get to the end of this tunnel, and uh, once again, you look in, and it just looks like this huge opening in the ice chasm. There's like those stalactites and big icicles you do see however one of those or like multiple of those uh orange crystals that are giving off daylight so this room is completely illuminated but it's it's massive it's probably about the size of like two football fields the older rabbit folk once again uh holds out his staff and with a brilliant blue light uh he slams it on the ground and it reveals almost like a wave the ice dissipates, and you see the city before you. It is made of this white marble flooring. Uh, You see these large, all those icicles and stalactites uh, turn into buildings and homes. And you see little rabbit folk running around doing their stuff, and there are fields down here filled with crops. There is a large amphitheater you see in the distance. There are uh, massive buildings that look like, like civic buildings, like a, a town hall sort of thing. And you see intricate roadways and carriages and carts uh, being moved by what look like uh, ivory automatons. And before you is a full-fledged city. Maybe a
1: dumb question. What planet are we on? You're on Nee. And, like, Ni wasn't destroyed in, in a in a war from the past for, for you? No. And you've always been on Ni? This knee, Our Ni? As the protectors of Ni, yes. Hmm.
3: So, why were your people on Goa? Well, our people
0: weren't on Goa. Our royal family was on Goa. Um, please, let, let's go to my, my domicile. Right. And uh, once again, he begins leading you down this uh, winding path into the city proper. And you notice that like a lot of the rabbit folk are all sort of like mumbling and pointing and, and sort of like there's an excited buzz as you guys walk by. And one of the things to note is oh. all of these rabbit folk don't have the black hands or the black ears that Short has. They're all like pure white, like snow white. And they're all dressed in these uh, fairly drab canvas clothing. It's it's very very practical. It's very very uh, uninspiring. Uh, but they do have fairly bright patterns on them. They're uh, like cross stitched with uh, blues and yellows and greens and reds. Uh, so they are quite beautiful. But in terms of like craftsmanship, they're very simple. Uh, and you see people like setting up market stalls and putting up uh, open signs in their businesses. Uh, You see people sweeping outside of their houses. um, And once again, you see this large, it's a fairly simple and rudimentary automaton, but it seems to be in the style of like a horse pulling these large carriages, either filled with passengers. Um, Some of them look like they're public transportation. Then you see some pulling uh, things full of produce or parts, It doesn't look like it's super technologically advanced, but everything seems to be working. Like there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of manual labor going on. Like as you walk past and you see some of the crop fields, you see that there are these automatons like hovering over and watering. Um, You see that there are some like reaching down with like these big pickers and pulling out crops. Um, And really the, the people are just overseeing this work as they go about their daily lives. Um, and finally you get to a fairly small, unassuming domed house, and the man who has been leading you uh, stops, opens the door, and welcomes you inside.
1: I like crouch so short Jack doesn't bump his head.
2: So many questions. I will try to answer all of them. Okay. I just have to clarify. Is knee always an ice plant on the outside and rabbit paradise on the inside?
0: What do you mean by always? Has it always been this way? Is the plant new? okay so to answer your question we have been the protectors of knee the silent protectors we are called we have been watching over this planet for as long as our recorded history provides and he walks over to a small uh, table in the center of Uh, what looks to be his home there's a small bed in the corner uh, a cooking station it is this round domed room um, and everything seems to be sort of like fitted uh, to be round Um, a little table uh, situated over by the kitchen Uh, there is a little desk with a bunch of materials and then the rest of the place is pretty much books but in the center of the room there is a uh, like a ds with another one of those globes, similar to the one he has in his staff, with this swirling energy. And as he walks over, he gives it a tap, and you see Ni, nee, the planet Knee, um, And he says, For as long as we've been, we've been here, watching over Knee. It has been our job, and more importantly, it's been your job. And he points to Shortjack.
1: We've been looking for for you, your people after we left Goa, but we haven't been able to find any information about you. That's why I think we're worried that you're not from here, because there's also a bunch of spiders and stuff
0: that aren't from here now on the. so... Yes, that is the danger and threat that we face right now. Someone is playing with forces that they do not have control of or understand, and they are putting our planet at risk. They are opening portals into other dimensions and bringing things that should not be here. And some of them are harmless. Some of them are quite dangerous. But regardless of their actual threat to us, their very existence here threatens the fabric of space and time. And as a result, could unravel reality as we know it. We're we're here to stop it.
2: I don't want to keep calling, I, I feel like it's super offensive that I keep just calling you bunny or bunny people. What, what, what is the name of your, your people?
0: He smiles and he says, our folk are known as the Kanin. And it's K-N, or K-A-N-I-N. Merrick is currently
3: sketching a picture of Old Jack in his book. I <laughs> thought it was Elder Jack. <laughs> uh, I'm, mixed. I'm, I'm playing Jack. with it.
0: Hashtag Old Jack. He points to himself and he says, my name is Merlow. Nice to meet you, Merlo. Uh, and he looks at Short Jack and he says, You don't know this, I assume, but your name is Short Tennyson Duralio. I I prefer Short Jack. We were half right.
1: Or at least he was half right. I guess you've always been short. And I like tap him. Short Jack
0: uh, taps you to be let down. I like kneel regally. Uh, and he hops oh, off okay. and he just says, Yeah, when they found me there was a small, like, thing that just said short. You know, I ended up working at a mechanic shop, so there was a jack, and it was just, I don't know, short jack just kind of stuck. But short Tennyson, huh. Yeah, it doesn't
3: roll up a ton tongue in the same way. I always thought it was something to do with shortbread.
0: No, that was all just kind of, like, a thing. Wow.
1: learning so much about ourselves today.
0: <laughs> and Merlo walks over to uh, the other side, so uh, the table is between you, and he places a hand on it, and he says, The have been our protectors and leaders for, again, as long as we have recorded history. And you see sort of like a swirling uh, picture of various canon. It seems to be Short Jack's family tree. And then finally it stops on a man and a woman. And Short Jack's eyes widen. One of them has incredibly long ears and unlike short jacks that are just black at the tip, they are black pretty much right down to the base of the head uh, and uh, black hands that go about up to the elbow. And then there's a woman who once again has those uh, black tipped ears and black hands that sort of like streak up in sort of like points as opposed to a full arm. And uh, they are dressed regally. It's still fairly... Simple, but you can tell that they are uh, royalty. And Merlot says, Is that Mom Jack and Dad Jack? They are Talaros and Yvie. They are your parents. And Short Jack pads forward and just places his hands on the globe.
3: I don't want to interrupt this very touching moment. I just need to clarify something. We got Vale back after, right? Yes, Vale is with you. <laughs> okay.
1: Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. No, he slid off through another. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> Yeah, while we were walking down here, there was a patch of like oil, and he's just, oh, dear. <laughs> uh, no, Vale is with you. Okay. Thank you. I, I put a hand on Short Jack's shoulder while he's like looking at that and give it a little squeeze. Short sure, Jack, this must be a lot for
3: you to go through very quickly. Um, so I will do my best to get to the point of the things that matter so you can speak to your elder here about your past and duty and all that good stuff. I just want to cut to the chase. When it comes to the threat to me and to your people. Yes, speak. You have an orb that shows you the planet. Do you know exactly
0: what's causing this? Is it Mazo? Is it from some secret base? Do you know what they're trying to achieve? Once again, he taps the globe and it like zooms out. And it seems like you get sort of a, a, a sense of orientation at this point. And it shows the city where you are almost like it is a camera being pulled out in real time. And it then pushes through that sort of like mile thick ice above the lake and it pulls up. And now you understand that that lake, that frozen lake is pretty much the entire city that's Mm. being covered. Um, so you know that this city is a lot larger than what you're just seeing. Uh, it's also this the expanse of like all the tunnels that you've gone through since have been part of this underground Kinin city. Um, and then the this like spectral camera keeps pulling out and then zooms across the lake at lightning fast speed and then stops on a mound of snow. And then it keeps pushing in. And you realize that that snow is fake. It's just a, like a construct of metal on the inside. And as you go in, you see a small, flat building. But surrounding it is this swirling purple energy. And you can see clips of where the, the energy hits the ground. The ground is being pulled almost like it's being like vacuumed in but it's staying static. So it looks like it's just being like actually ripped into the this field, but as it does it's shifting and changing. It's turning from snow into fire, into dirt, into water and then back into snow and everything around it just seems to be this chaotic mess of stuff. And every now and then you'll see something in that energy like a person will appear just screaming and then it will disappear and then you'll see like a monster or a creature half formed once again just like wailing in pain or fear and then sometimes things will be combined together you'll see a large what looks like a, like a huge lizard thing, and as it opens its mouth, there's a giant trying to climb out of it before turning into either nothingness or devolve, dissolving into sand, like you saw that one dude do. And Merlo says, "Whatever they are doing at this location, they are making our planet and, as I said, our reality incredibly unstable." And you could guess pretty pretty thoroughly that that is, yes, the black site for Dahlia. Okay.
1: We've been working off the assumption that we could go under that scary dome if we took tunnels. Do you know how true that is, and could you possibly lead us
0: there? It is under our domain. We could get you underneath it. I do believe, however, that it will still require quite a feat of strength to pass through that field. Oh, like beefy strength? We got we got beefy strength. Perhaps I misspoke. I think it would take a lot of luck. Hmm, not so we good don't. on that. Yeah,
1: don't have a lot of
0: that one. <laughs> do you?
1: Do you know anyone really lucky that we could send first to open the way? What about your big blue orb? It seems pretty cool.
0: Uh, he it looks down at like his staff and he just says, "I mean, it's it's just a staff." He seems confused by you implying that the staff is lucky.
1: I'm implying that's powerful, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It I must it was, be lucky.
3: I think I saw a four-leaf clover swirl there for a second. <laughs>
1: he jumped off a thing and didn't get hurt. That's really lucky. Yeah, I don't we think do it was that. the staff. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, ju- you just so happen to have this whole like, thing program to show us all of me. That's really lucky. It's not
0: program. No, it is <laughs> It is magic. I should inform you that the Duralios are masters of illusion. That is how we were kept ourselves secret for so long. And when we travel to the outside world, we disguise ourselves. Why Why the secrecy, if you don't mind me asking? We are tasked with protecting me. It is our job to make sure that it is not in any danger at any point in time. It is easier to do that from the shadows. It is easier to remain vigilant and impartial to the politics of the world if we stay unseen you've referred to yourself as like the protectors of any
2: what
1: are you protecting exactly the planet the people why here in particular not that it's not a great planet and all just as far as i'm aware most planets don't have secret societies hiding in the middle of them pro- charged with protecting them I don't know if that or, or but it yeah, would I'm be
0: up. secret so i have no idea really until a few moments ago you had no idea that we were protecting it exactly Maybe they're just really lucky, like your orb. So who's to say that the other planets don't have the same? Well, well, damn.
3: I don't want us to start going to the center of every planet looking for a race of people. Let's just put we like that's not now. do that. No, we don't. We yes, we, we do we. have to. I agree with Durn. That is not a part of our end goal here. I don't know. Maybe I don't it should know. be. Anyway, why did Mazo set up here? Is there
0: something the planet is giving him, or or is it just a secrecy? Merlo wanders around, and says the the people topside like to use this place, yes, because of its isolation, its uh, seclusion. It's been used for decades as a place of uh, research and development. Uh, industry has used it for a very long time uh, to to practice things outside of prying eyes. Now, in your task for protecting the planet,
1: have you been keeping an eye on the corpos? Because presumably their track record of being really bad, and not really helping either planets, environments, or people would be in your purview. So, do you have people stationed with Meso, for example, using your illusions, who maybe could give us information?
0: No. We, we don't really use... I know, despite the fact that we are uh, crafters of illusions, we are not one for espionage. We do watch, we do keep an eye on things, and if things get bad, we do intervene. But... Uh, we do not find it to be particularly useful to interject our people into the dealings of the top side.
2: So I guess uh, probably the most obvious question is, why did you lose track of your prince? That's a good question. was a tragedy.
0: And once again, the orb swirls and clears the scene.
1: Now, be- before we do this, do you want to know, shortcheck? And do you want to know now? Like this? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, this... Yes. Great. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you wanted a private moment.
0: And you see uh, Talaros and Yeevee, his parents, um, holding a small bundle of baby shortjack. They pull the sort of, like, canvas hood down to reveal his, like, small floppy baby ears. And his father gives him a, a kiss on the forehead and... They turn to look out to a sea of their people, all waving and cheering as they get on a ship. And Merlo says, Once our young prince was old enough to travel, they wanted to show him more of the world. It is no good to stay secluded, to not be introduced to the the world proper. So they were traveling. Unfortunately, there was a tragic accident. Was was there an evil throne on board? An evil throne? No, it was Short Tennyson's throne. Why? Did you find it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we f- I show him the sketching in my book. And he gasps and he says, Yes, that's it. Where is it?
2: It's on Goa. Haven't we found more than just that throne? Or is it just this one and the one here?
1: We found the throne and the, like, scepters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. The, like,. The evil thing in Goa was it seemed tied to the throne, right? At the time when we found it, yeah. You no, know,
0: there was the throne was in the nobles' yeah. like castle, mm-hmm. but there was a hidden door behind the throne. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so it wasn't tied to the apocalypse then, directly.
1: <laughs> Cody's
2: yeah, guess, just
3: forgetting things.
2: <laughs> no, I guess the thr- the thrones just felt way more ominous than that.
0: Yeah, um, huh. you can you can gather that they probably set, like. Yeah, like salvage scrap, ship from the wreck. Yes, first. grab the grab the ship and the nobles were like, hey, we're kings.
1: Yeah, it's a cool ass throne.
0: Yeah. And they named their band name on... after it and well no, they were they were the nobles long before. Oh, okay. It was just a fitting they were just hyped to find a throne in the desert.
1: <laughs> we have sure. friends in Goa,
0: we could probably get it sent over. That would be incredible. When we lost the royal family, we we lost a lot. But we stayed steadfast, and we, we remained here to protect me. But now that we have you again, we can get back to our, our full strength. And Merlo has, like, placed both hands on Shortjack's shoulders. What happened to the ship, though? It just, it kind of
1: just exploded for no reason.
0: All we know from our last communication with the royal family is there was a failure with the drift engine. They were torn from the drift. We had no idea where they had ended up. We got one final diagnostics report before they disappear, which had shown that the ship had been torn into two. I'm going to sense motive this guy.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a 15 minus two, so 13. You have no reason to disbelieve him. Cause he's just like shaking. Something, something
2: like, feels off, right? Like, or am I, just, am I just paranoid as fuck? Well, we're always paranoid.
1: Um, That's okay. just
3: how it goes. Um,
2: well,
1: I wouldn't sense motive him if I wasn't suspicious. I yeah, know. Okay. Good thing Let Cody me just... has really good sense motive. I
3: just. I, I think the thing I'm missing here, Merlo, is what does the royal family
0: do? They are powerful. They, they lead us and are oftentimes the one who deals the justice if me needs saving. Um, and once again, uh, in the, the swirling orb, you see Talaros and Yivi fighting, and they're good. And they are taking down... There's like this huge frost worm that's barreling down towards Sassilis and they fight it and destroy it and then disappear. And no one is the wiser that it was even going to happen. You see there is uh, a bunch of swarm ships all low to the ground and coming over uh, knee and you see the swarm pouring out of it and talaros and yeevee just cutting through them um eventually yeevee is up in the ship and you see her planting charges and detonating these ships and it's just scene after scene of talaros and yeevee protecting me and then it seems to keep going and it's like their fathers and their ancestors and you just see constant threat being thwarted by Chorchak's family. Once again, I, I do not get how a, fl- a ship
3: with two people of that caliber just simply goes down without a word. Or We,
0: of course, cannot see what happened that day. No. But I strongly believe that they used their powers to ensure that their son survived. I think they made an impossible decision, and they made the right one. The one that any family would do. Well, not any family, I'll tell you that right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Alpha would do it for me, but I'd do it for Alpha. So we'd both die, or both survive, I don't know. Guess it depends how many lucky orbs we had. Was
2: your plan this whole time just to wait and see for your prince to arrive that may or may not be alive? You
0: never went looking for him? We did. Of course we did. But with their ship being torn from the drift, we had no idea if they were even in Casamal anymore. The universe is a large place and our resources limited our duty is to knee and without the guidance or strength of our royal family the burden was much greater for us to bear on our own so we made the difficult choice to honor the Duralio legacy and carry on protecting me the best that we could
3: i believe our friend here is uh quite overwhelmed i believe Obviously, the threat is imminent, but I believe we can take a night to rest and plan. So if you're able to put us up for the night, we'd greatly appreciate it. And then let's meet early in the morning to plan what we need to do and give Short Jack a little bit to process
0: everything you've said. Of course, I will have our scouts plan a path to the facility and I will have our scholars and arcanists look into ways that we may pierce this field. And then we'll take care of the rest. Yeah. yeah. How long has this been going on for? Not long. For a few weeks. Uh, and he gives you the exact time of around the time that you uh, you had your trial on uh, Therum. So however long that's been.
3: <laughs> I wonder if Cody's face being plastered everywhere scared Mazo a little bit.
2: If Mazo's even awake, Mazo's supposed to be sleeping right now.
3: Yeah, I can't see him not being awake. This is big player moves. This is big ball of moves. Yeah, you but it's moves
2: ship. someone would make if they knew the higher up was asleep or even dead. Yeah, I think
0: something changed. Yeah, I, I, and I will I, remind you, as as Niall said, uh, Meisel ship has been spotted.
1: Yeah, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean shit, but it does mean ship. It does mean ship. The missing
3: link in all this is Azen. Why does Azen want Cody, and what does this have to do with nobody?
0: Yeah, Merlot has uh is is beginning to lead you through the streets. And also you guys can have a conversation. Like he's given you enough space. He knows that you guys have just been like info dumped. Short Jack is processing and reeling. And uh Jenny's just sort of like walking with him and like has her hand on his head. Yeah. And uh Vale sort of like runs up into the middle of you guys. Uh and, and flips, Quip is sliding and, away. <laughs> and Quip is also with him as well. And Vale says, this is all I'm sure very touching and uh, very rewarding and satisfying for you as friends of the little rabbit boy. But I do want to remind you that we are not here for ancestry lessons. We are here to get my sister and you are under my employee. Did you miss the part where we managed to find knowledgeable
1: locals who can lead us right there? I'm just saying that I do not want to get comfortable
3: here. We haven't been comfortable in a very long time. Don't worry about it, Vale. Actually, if you and Quip want to help the locals figure out how to get bypass that barrier, that's more yeah. your speed. And then we'll do the saving your sister part.
1: Not that you're
0: particularly lucky either, but you have other skills. I like pat them on the shoulder. We see that they sort of nod and Quip. It seems to already be like typing and like has like the that like field up on a screen and is already working on something. And uh, they they seem to sort of like fall back a bit.
1: Be- before everybody goes, I just, I know I said it during the fight, but as, as you all said, it was
0: not the time or the place. I'm sorry. Jenny just walks by and she uh, gives you like a pretty solid punch, like in the arm and says, it's okay, honey. We all go through shit. A good punch. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Don't worry about it, man.
1: It's I like grab both of them and just squeeze them and like, lift them up. Hey, it's
3: good to have you back, Cody. Yeah. Um- We've all had moments like that. I'm sorry that you had to go through that.
0: Uh, you guys arrive at this, quite literally, a palace. You you arrive at, like, sort of the Duralio, um estate, and uh, the ornate gates open as Short Jack approaches. Merlo welcomes you in and says, There are more than enough rooms here for everyone. Short Tennyson, I will show you to your suite. Um, the rest of you are welcome to choose whatever suits. Do you
1: have a room with three beds? We like to sleep over sometime. I don't know. Perhaps a private room would
2: be good, but we do probably have things to talk about as well. Well, I'm sure there's a meeting room that we can
3: use or a meeting room. Is there a rich person wine cellar? There is. Yes. Mm, Thank you. A man named Merlot, of course, is a wine cellar. Thank you very (laughs) much.
1: Did you know Uh, that used to be a varietal of grape back in human times or earth times? They talk about it in movies all the time. Um, your your grace, do we have,
2: and I'm saying this shortcut, your grace, do we have permission to raid your wine cabinets?
0: Yeah, I feel like I could use one too. All right. Like a a drink? Yeah.
1: Yeah. My liege, would you care to get fucked up with us a little bit?
0: I mean,
3: yeah, sure. Sure, Jack, I'm not calling you any of that stuff until you officially leave my crew.
0: So. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Fair. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> wine time yeah and merlot leaves you to yourself your your, your business um there is uh, a knock at the door uh, a couple minutes later and there is a basket full of food it's already been like prepared um but there is some raw ingredients if anyone wanted to like cook or whatever um but it seems like they've given you sort of like a little care package of uh like a, a fairly generous feast there's like a like a steak dish, there's some pasta, there's some like fresh veggies, there's a salad. Uh there's a probably all, like almost an equal amount of dessert as well. There's like a ton of sweets, uh cookies Good. and cakes and stuff like that, but it's a it's a pretty solid little like spread that you've got going. Don't worry guys, I got the raw stuff. I start cooking. Okay. This all place right. is great. Give me a roll.
1: <laughs> culture or just flat? Uh give me a culture, why not? What about medicine to not make people ill? <laughs> No. Oh fuck. That's I believe it's a three. That's a cool. five.
2: This is your second time cooking ever, I believe. So it makes sense.
1: I can't remember what my last roll is, but it definitely wasn't, it wasn't much th- different.
0: <laughs> you've pretty <laughs> much just thrown the vegetables into a frying pan. You haven't chopped them, you haven't peeled them, you haven't done it's just like whole. And you've like for you're, like, you're just like sauteing them. Like you see in movies, like whipping them up into the air, and like by the time you're done, there's like three carrots, like full carrots left in the pan. Everything else is everywhere else. <laughs> and you've just served some like slightly burnt Skin still on. still raw carrots. Hmm. That go untouched. They sit in the center of the table <laughs> and no one's <laughs> even looked at them. Cody's just we're like here. looking
1: from person to person, waiting for a reaction. We're we're buying you a cookbook after this, Cody. Yeah. Cody's gonna sense mode of that to see whether he realizes that you don't enjoy his cooking or if you just think wow you're so good you need to get better that's a nat one cody's <laughs> like thanks guys yeah I could I could learn a bit more oh
2: man I, i'm just gonna go eat a raw carrot at this point <laughs> yeah same <laughs>
3: i mean there's there is all the good okay like, oh, real yeah, all food. the
2: goods and stuff yeah.
3: yeah um yeah short check honestly man I, we could sit here and Ask you about all this. I think you should just go nap it off. It's a lot to process at once. Um, we knew, oh, hey, we always knew you were special. And, um, I know your folks aren't here to teach you how to use your powers or to fight. Um, but we're here for that if you need it. I learned from a very good teacher.
1: You already take after them. You're a badass. You're a badass. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. How are you feeling with all of this? Hmm.
0: Um, I mean, like you said, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's weird because this is what I was looking for for so long. And now that it's like here, I kind of just feel like whatever. And I don't know if it's just because shock or I haven't really processed it, but it's, it's just a thing that's happened and people that I don't know and a whole life that I don't know. And I don't really connect to it.
1: Not yet, but. You know, when when I woke up on the ship, that's how I felt. I was, you know, I was just in a new place, surrounded by people, and I had no idea what to do, and I was so lost and so lonely, and look at me now. Some of the best friends I've ever met. Some of the biggest adventures anyone could ever go on. So, you know, it doesn't have to make sense now, and even if it never does, it's an option. You know, it's something, and you have us. That's it. Like, you have us, and that's something too. two. So that's two yeah. somethings that you have. It's a lot of somethings. At core of this
2: is like, th- it may feel like this has been just thrust on you, but you're still Short Jack and you still, it's really up to you about what you want from anything, from the world or all of this. Don't let any one of us or them force you to do what you don't want to do.
0: Uh, Short Jack is just nodding to everything you say. And he just says, I think I'm going to go to bed. And he hops off the chair and goes upstairs. Love you, bud. Uh, and he just, he waves. Poor guy. That's a lot.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow we um, wake up and we just focus on the goal at hand and we'll deal with the rest of this once this planet is safe. And we've thwarted Mazo's plan to do whatever he's trying to do.
1: At least on on the upside, hopefully we don't have to worry about caving in all these tunnels if they existed pre-Witch Warp bubble.
3: Yeah, that's the uh, strange thing. The, the Witch War bubble, the guy we found, did you say Witch War? Uh, the Unity Uni- War. Unity did that war. happen in this timeline?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. But like okay. years, like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Okay. I was just worried that he was like from the future and we were going to blow up another planet again or something. So I just wanted hey. to make sure that the timeline was intact. <laughs> Very it's possible. Let's not throw out that possibility just yet. Kind of our whole deal. Yeah. How many plants are in the system? We already have one gone. We may as well
1: <laughs> Dane's just doing this so that by the end of it, like when he gets like art of our solar system commissioned, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a cube.
0: Uh Quip and Vale have left. They ate pretty quickly and have gone to join the Arcanists and scholars to sort of like figure out a solution. And Jenny has been like, just kind of sitting in the corner with a bottle of wine to herself and just like noodling on the guitar a bit. Once the, you can see like the crystals in the sky have been dimmed, um, almost simulate night and the, the moon from above coming through the ice almost replicates the night sky. The shimmering ice and cracks and stuff in it uh, almost look like stars and constellations. Hmm. Um, but you can tell that this is sort of like the end of their day. And there is a knock at the door.
3: Uh, Merrick, who's mulling about, probably just goes over and opens it
0: up. There is two uh, Kanin who are standing there and they have this huge, like, chest. And once again, it is this, a uh, beautiful ivory chest carved with orchids and flowers, um, and they like waddle in and put it on the floor, and they say we thought it would be a a, a suitable offer that the the people who brought our prince back were dressed as uh, proper honor guards to our prince, and uh, they crack open the case, and inside are three sets of armor. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I asked you guys to choose level 9 armor uh, to get and this is that. Um, oh, yeah. So Duran, yours is it's weird because it looks like it's made out of that ivory, but it's mm-hmm. super flexible. Nice, nice. It's probably the least ornate out of the group. Um, it's more like <laughs> almost like uh, like spines of armor and like reinforcing, but the suit underneath is this jet black material that makes almost no noise when you're moving. I love it. I love it so much. Once again, those like ornate white ivory details Mm -hmm. are definitely the, the sparsest uh, Mm -hmm. of the three suits. Um, So what'd you get? What's, what's your armor? Oh, what did you pick?
2: It's so boring. It's so boring. I went from D suit two to D suit three. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's literally the most boring option ever. (laughs) And it's just, Durn is just so utilitarian and it's like oh it, it's it's number 3 it's better. Yeah, like, love that. it.
0: <laughs> Merrick, yours is this suit that looks like almost like a traditional knight. It has a single large pauldron that goes over with these sharp edges at the end that twist into like little points. And uh, it is almost like the opposite of Durin's where it is mostly it's practically like plate armor, like plate mail. Yep. Um, and in between the seams, there is this uh like navy blue fabric that, when you sort of like shift and turn, it turns almost lighter. It's almost like iridescent, and it shifts from like dark blue to light blue um, oh, underneath. Yeah. Damn, um, you well,
3: literally read my mind. Exactly. That's why I picked this armor specifically, and you literally just took it out and. Said it aloud. I took the Hell Knight plate Meralicidor. Hell yeah. So I wanted something knighty and like
0: ornate just to be, uh, yeah, the opposite of Durin, big and in your face. Yep. Um, and Cody, your armor is sort of a mixture between the two. It, uh, it still offers a shit ton of protection, but there is these sort of like joints almost that look semi mechanical at your knees and elbows to give you. Uh, really, really quick mobility. The undersuit underneath this is this like crimson red. Nice. Uh, what armor did you get? Yeah, I chose the exact
1: same armor as uh, Ryan, the Hell Knight plate marilichter.
0: Nice. Um. Nice. And yeah, you've you've got these uh, instead of a single pauldron, they like instead of like a big round one, they're like flat, almost like epaulets that like jut out. Um. And then, like I said, like those those joints at the elbows and knees that seem to like really accentuate like uh your your movements um and it looks like this thing is not going to slow you down despite its its weight cool. and heft um for mine i do want to add
3: like stylistically uh like a metal mouth guard that like you know merrick never shows his face so it's like a black yeah, steel yeah. instead of just that goes over the cloth he usually wears cool damn
0: instead of a helmet yeah uh he's just like whoa what what a nice gift thank you you're real cool they leave the chest there and they say dude the chest is also part of your gift as well. So, like, that's yours if you want it. Um. Anyway, good night. Yeah. And yeah. the two of
3: them... Thank you. Waddle off. How much royal family wine can we fit in this chest? <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we do have fruit game all over it, you know. I think quite a lot. <laughs> hey, if we're going to yeah. lose our best... One of our best oh, crew on, members on. to some
2: I, king... We don't know if that's what's going to happen
3: here. Well, I mean... Look, we had an agreement when he came on board... He would help us out, we would find his family, the deal, the contract, the verbal contract has been done. We we did a thing. So whatever he decides from here is his call. I will not try to interfere. It's his decision to make, and we will just have to live with it. No, f- yeah. Of course I agree with you on that. I just mean still I don't want to put too much pressure on the guy. This is No This is can, a lot. It's it's a lot. <laughs> we can
1: chat about it once we've done what we have to do. Yeah. At least we need to make sure he has at people to to go to if he chooses. And yeah. step one of that is stopping this awful warp bubble. Can I roll a perception of his chest just to make sure it's just a
3: chest? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um 18. It's a fucking mimic. Oh, no. Seats us.
0: Yeah, no, it's just a real fucking cool chest.
3: All right. That's mm.
2: such a weird thing to be like, oh, this is yours now. Hey, it's because they knew we wanted to steal the wine. Hey, Durant, give me a sense motive. You know what? All right. I'll, get, I'll give you that sense motive. I assume they just meant the armor. <laughs> they, they just mean the armor. Oh, not too bad. I got a 29.
0: Um, You could tell that they just didn't want to carry that chest anymore. Yeah. Really that, heavy. <laughs> I had a feeling.
1: <laughs>
0: That's what I thought.
1: Cody's like, yeah, we could put all our snacks in here and all our potions. And he's just like loading things into it. <laughs> uh, cool. You'll be encumbered for. <laughs> I can't carry this by myself. Who wants to help?
3: Well, we can leave it here that's until idiot. we need like <laughs> it later.
1: You don't think like we'll the need of it in an the emotional bubble? moment?
0: <laughs> no. Okay. Is there anything you guys want to do before you go to bed?
1: No. I'm no. so tired. I'm in so much pain, and I've gone through a lot of mental anguish. Cody really needs to sleep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm just like. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, beyond like seeing what the streets
2: are like a bit, I think that's. I think just call it. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, do you want to go for, like, a
2: little wander? Yeah, I'm curious about the city a little bit. I'm curious what what the vibes are, what it looks like, what the people are doing. You know, just general curiosity.
3: I'll come with you, uh, and I am also curious. I'm surprised you
2: haven't haven't been more excited about this place. It's a
3: whole new world. Oh, and that's truly my thing. It's just, um, I don't know, man. The idea of losing Short Jack is just sort of stuck. Okay.
0: What do you think you'd be most interested in seeing?
3: Um, I'm assuming they're celebrating their prince's back, so if there's, like, a, like a, a very busy bar, or a festival, or,
0: like... I mean, there's definitely not a festival, because it hasn't, but, like, you definitely see that, like, the news has gotten out, and, yeah, the, the bars and, like, pubs and restaurants and stuff are packed, and there is, like, celebration.
2: See, I mostly just want to see what... Yeah, I just want to see what the people are doing, if you can...
0: So, I mean, you guys guys stroll through. You see that there is sort of like an entertainment district with, like, theaters and bars and restaurants and stuff like that. And that's kind of where everything's popping off now that the, the day is done. But as you guys are walking, you get sort of, like, to one of the outskirts. And you find a cemetery. And you see that they are digging a ton of graves. And it is all for these people in those purple jumpsuits. And you see that they are carefully wrapping them in this these canvas sheets and placing them in those like ivory ornate coffins and are giving them proper burials. And they are like some of them are are fully formed, others are kind of like the ones that you came across, like bisected perfectly down the middle. Um, But they all seem to be getting sort of like a special rite of of passage um, and a proper burial.
3: These people might deserve Shortjack. They seem like good folk.
0: Yeah. Is, if this is...
3: So this is just nice, unnecessary, and kind. You don't really see that too often, do we? No. You no, know, my people would never hold rights for anyone besides their own kin.
2: Yeah, place is a little nice. A little too nice. None of, I'm not saying that in an ominous way, I just mean...
3: Well, you you did, Dern, and I know you <laughs> think it. Um, <laughs> I, I... I came with you just so you're not snooping in people's basements or something, looking for, like, a cult or whatever you think the dark side of his place is.
2: Oddly enough, I don't have any of those vibes about it. Of all Mm. the places we've been, this one actually just feels like this, you know?
3: And maybe that's why I'm so uncomfortable.
0: As you guys walk away, you see the sacrifice take place on the bodies. (laughs) Dark hand creep out from underneath the... No, you guys return home and go to bed. And Merrick, there is a soft knock at your door as you're settling down for the night. Uh yeah, I, I answer. Uh hello. And it's Shortchak. And he without sort of like being invited in, he just kinda like wanders in and goes right to the window and like hops up onto one of the like the small bench that's placed there and is just staring out at the faux night sky and is silent for a moment and then turns around and says Um a while ago you said that you would help train me and Mm -hmm. help me meditate and Mm -hmm. you would help me find my purpose is it too late to do a little bit of that right now? Uh, Not at all. Um, Merrick
3: clears like stuff off the floor and sort of sits him down and gets him to sort of cross his legs so how I was taught is uh you have to focus inside before you can affect the world on the outside so I want you to close your eyes. He does just listen to nothing but my voice. Focus inside. Probably right now you see darkness, pitch black. Picture yourself moving forward, going through it. Eventually, maybe you'll see a light. What do you see, Short Jack?
0: Yeah, I see. It's like a little, small, floating light.
3: Yeah. What color is it? It's
0: blue. Yeah.
3: What do you think of when you see when you see that blue, Short Jack? What's the first thought that came to your mind? The sky, in Goa you miss Goa, short check. I do,
0: but not in a way that I want to go back. At least not right now.
3: What we're doing right now is uh, working to protect everything. So when we go in the fight, when we go into these tough situations, let Goa, let eventually maybe these new people, let us, let these thoughts of those things, those people you need to protect, let that be your first step to finding your purpose, is protecting what you love. And inside you too, Short Jack, as you sort of wander through that darkness, I'm hoping you find memories of your parents. I'm sure they left you something, some idea, some concept of how to use whatever power you have. That part I can't teach you, but what I can do is help you learn a little bit more about yourself. So let us sit here, stare into our darknesses together, sort through it and see what we find.
0: That's the first step. Are your eyes open? Uh, Yes. You see a, for a very small second, a blue mote of light appear in front of Short Jack. What? And then it fades away. That's actually really
3: exciting. Yeah, Merrick doesn't say anything. Just focus. I'm going to light some candles.
0: And you um, can do this for a couple hours before we go to sleep. And you guys do. And uh, he's fairly receptive. You can tell that, like, towards the end of it he's like getting a little fidgety and kind of like losing it he's like kind of like just bouncing in spot um <laughs> and like you know like wiggling his fingers and his toes a little bit you can tell he's kind of losing it but uh he does it he, he he goes until the end but you could tell that he was it was it was a little much for him yeah. for the for the first time hey short check i'm more than happy to skip to the step where i just hit you with a stick
3: over and over and over again we can get to that one if you want
0: no that's fine okay um thank you yeah. Good night. Good night. I love how
2: the
3: first let's start. Hey, let's learn how to meditate several hours later. <laughs> I America's had to sit on a mountain in a rainstorm and not have to budge or, you know, like <laughs> this is easy. We're in a nice room. There's candles.
0: Hello, Space GM Dane here to do the things. Holy shit, y'all. I'm not even going to pretend like this is going to be a quick or easy one because there is a lot to talk about. As of this release, we are going to be at Fan Expo tomorrow. On top of that, we are also going to be doing our very first live show as No Quest for the Wicked, and we're also going to be playing together as a full cast in person for the first time ever as well. That's right. If you were going to Fan Expo Toronto, the full cast of boys would be there. Previously, you would only have the chance to meet uh, Nile, myself, or Terry, uh, but this year, Ryan has flown in from the beautiful province of Halifax. No, Nova Scotia. It's the Halifax City, and will be joining us at the Canadian Podcast Awards booth. If you want to know our schedule and when you can find us there, head on over to our Discord or our Instagram or our Twitter at NoQuestCast on all the social medias or you can go to NoQuestCast.com and find a link to our Discord. We'll be posting our schedule there for ease of access. We'll also be posting all the details for our live show as in like what theater and what room and where to find us. So if you're going to be at Fan Expo Toronto, we would love to see you. Even if you want to come by and swing by the booth And just say hello. If you don't have time to do the show, that's fine. But we would love to see you. We're also going to be doing a dice giveaway where you come. You roll some dice. If you win, you'll win a a little uh, care package from us. And we would love for you to do that because we love you and we like giving you stuff. If you wanted to dress up as one of your favorite characters, that would also be fucking sick. Because we would love to see some cosplays of uh, whoever you want to dress up as. On top of that, speaking of live shows, we will be doing our first... Speaking of live shows, we will be doing another one in September, on Sunday, September 17th, we will be at Offworld Bar doing a live show. It'll be myself, Terry, and Niall. We'll be playing all new characters, so you don't have to be caught up to know anything that's going on. We'll be playing a completely original campaign set on the Cube, so it'll be in-universe. And it follows the uh, Cop Not a Cop drama format, where Terry will be playing a hard-boiled detective. Nile will be playing a trickster fae, and they are forced to solve crimes together on the Cube. Tickets are free, but they... If there, if our other live shows for other show, uh, is any indication, they will probably go fast. So you'll want to make a reservation. The best way to do it is head on over to bit.ly slash offworldshow1. Once again, that is bit.ly slash offworldshow1. Once again, if you want this information in a, in a concrete written down place, the, you gotta go to our Discord. That's where we put all of our info. That's where we keep everything nice and neat and organized in our announcements section. So if you want to uh, revisit this so you don't forget, just join our Discord. Head on over to noquestcast.com, click the Discord link, and you'll be invited in. You'll be warmly welcomed by our lovely, lovely, wonderful community. On top of that, we also are doing another Hot Wings challenge. We have bought the Hot One Season 19 lineup, so we're gonna be doing it proper. We'll be eating 10 wings with progressively spicier sauces. Uh, We'll be doing it live on Twitch like we did last time. Once again, we will be streaming for everybody, but for a limited time, we will be putting it up on our Patreon, uh, so you don't want to miss it. If you want to watch this show, uh, it is uh, available to everyone at the time of streaming, but will then be Patreon-exclusive for maybe ever. Maybe we'll release it after a while, but but if you want to catch it, you want to catch it on the day. We're doing it on Sunday at 7 p.m. That's Sunday, August 27th at 7 p.m. on Twitch. We'll be streaming off of my Twitch platform, which is twitch.tv/daniac, which is D A I N I A C. Once again, all that information will be on the Discord. And last but not least, if you are looking to treat yourself to a lovely set of dice or maybe some dice paraphernalia, like a nice dice bag or a roll tower or anything, they have a a really cool like campaign kit where you can put your laptop and your books and everything. It's a beautiful leather satchel that I would uh, die to have. I'm actually eyeing it for myself coming up then head on over to MistyMountainGaming.com and use our promo code NOQUEST10 to save 10% off the entire store. Once again, head on over to MistyMountainGaming.com and use our promo code NOQUEST10 to save 10% off. Okay, I've gone on long enough. I'm sure there is something that I'm missing. Once again, just head on over to the Discord. Everything is there, I promise. All all the information, all of the uh, news, all of the announcements, all of them will be there for your viewing pleasure so you can keep track of everything that we're doing. But we would love to see you at Fan Expo. We'd love to see you at our Off World show. And we would love to see you in the Discord and on our stream. Thank you for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, uh, it's the start of a new day, which means everything gets refreshed. Your resolves back, and we're gonna roll some Jenny abilities. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, three. What is that now? That is practice
1: makes perfect. Treat skill check as a ten. I got four, which is encore and re-roll of a minus two. I got a one. What does that mean? Plus five before you roll, or a plus no. two after?
0: All right, perfect.
1: Does the re-roll of minus two work for nat ones? Uh, yeah. Great.
0: It also works for net twenties if you want to. Okay, cool. Yeah, for enemies. Ooh, no, for you. Damn it. Uh, what, what's this genuine ability called? Just real quick.
3: Uh, I believe it's rocker inspiration. Cool. Thank you. All right, I'm going to uh,
1: get in my new armor. I guess.
3: Yeah.
1: Get ready for the for what's coming. Can we have a cool like slow motion moment where the three of us like walk out of our room and
0: like head down for breakfast? Absolutely. Vale and Quip are already down in the, like, foyer. Uh, Short Jack and Jenny are there as well. And so is Marlo and a few other Canin folk who seem like there seem some seem like guards. Others seem a little more uh, intellectual, like they they have, like, their big robes on and they're carrying, like, books and stuff. And Merlo says, good morning. It is lovely to see you looking the part of champions of our young prince. I suppose we have
2: you to thank for these. Um, we're very grateful for them.
0: Actually, it was done on the Smith's Accord. He saw you come in, heard the news, and made them of his own will. Is, is the Smith here? Uh, you can tell that he's not. It's It was the people who dropped them off, made them. All right. Damn. I
2: hope
1: we're ready to hunt down this Smith to give him a thank you. I want to give that man a hug.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can
1: do that after, guys. Also, I would like the record to state we are uh, champions and best friends
0: of. Uh, Merlo smiles and says, I come with good news. Perhaps you are luckier than you thought, but with the help of your friends and Vail says acquaintances at best. And our scholars, we may have found a way to temporarily pierce the dimensional field. Amazing. You see uh, Quip walk up and he like slides a projection of what they've been working on. And there is a like a three prong, almost like triangle pyramid style device that you now see Vale has got in like a box. And Quip says, "It looks like if we can stabilize the planar energy, the dimensional energy, for a certain amount of time, uh, we will be able to open a very tiny hole for a very small amount of time and get through it." It. Should work, but there is always the off chance that when passing through the dimensional field, uh we get plane shifted somewhere. Cool. Well,
3: that. that's a gamble we're gonna have to take. Well, my question is
2: like, okay, so we have a gamble on the way in. What's our what's our way out? Well, we'll have taken
0: care of it by then. Presumably, yeah. If we get in there and we we shut it down, then yeah, no more yeah. dimensional
3: field. Yeah, this isn't a espionage mission anymore, Dern. This is we're
1: going full scorched earth. Yeah, I just it's- if we're if it's not done when we're coming out, we're dead and we're not coming out. I agree. I'm just listen. The last
2: time we did a plan like this, we said, let's just wing it. And it went really bad. I'm just throwing things out there. All what right. What time
3: was that? Um, I don't remember what happened. You know, it's probably
2: for
1: the best planet exploded. We, of course, could, I know. Could have gone running. worse. Could it? We didn't explode. It, yeah, <laughs> we didn't explode. I mean, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Three out of a million is still three. Merlo okay. is getting
0: very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> okay. the worst it.
0: conversation.
1: Do you guys have evacuation protocols? Uh, we go down with the ship, as it were. Oh, no. Maybe send, like, some people on a ship somewhere, just so some of you survive. Wow, this is not a great boat of confidence. <laughs> just in case, forewarned is forearmed. We can worry (laughs) about that (laughs) stuff
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, when we figure out what we're going to do. So let's make a list of objectives when we get inside the space. Obviously, number one Vale is Finding Vale's sister. Yeah, Um, and Query. Do you think they're the same person? There's a chance. Okay. So Finding Vale and Query obviously is our main objective. After that, obviously, finding Mazo and getting to the bottom of this whole Black Dahlia thing. I I think
1: the first objective is, is stop what's happening. Then find our friends, then Mazo.
3: We've sort of promised Amara. Vale to protect his sister, so
1: But her I, name is Amara, I, by the if way. they're using these people to make this effect, which I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I think it so should all know. be the same thing anyway. Also, I'm sure Vale doesn't mind us have we have to stop it to get them out, right, Vale? And not destroy the planet and not all die.
0: I mean as long as I get my sister, I don't care really about the other things.
1: Alright, so
3: stopping okay. the whatever's happening. Which we truly don't know what it is yet. Stopping the whatever.
2: That's I'm, That's literally the objective I'm writing down right now. Stopping the whatever. Oh, that's what I did
3: as well. Okay, great. great.
2: Um,
1: see, we're mind meld. We're all in the same And team.
3: then Mazo and Dahlia. And I'm putting as in in quotation marks. Because I've got a feeling he's involved in this somehow.
2: I think he's involved, but I don't think he's there. Maybe put Mr. Wire in there too. Just because. Oh,
0: yes. That Shit. fucker's
1: going to pop up again
0: at some point.
1: I have a
2: feeling he's uh, he's more likely going to be there than Azim.
0: Well, if he is, I feel a lot better about my odds with the three of you here. And I would very much like to get some revenge on him. Oh, me too. I'm going to smash him real good with this hammer. Um, as you guys are getting ready to leave, uh, Shortjack walks up and says, um, Guys, I know you could probably use my help, but I would like to stay here for a bit and just kind of figure some shit out.
3: If something happens here, Short Jack, if we fail and these people need to get to the surface, you're their prince. They'll listen to you. So you're in charge of any kind of emergency situation that pops up. Whether it's a giant spider or the planet exploding, they'll look to you. So handle it how you've handled the last couple of situations, how, what we talked about with purpose and focus and that bravery we know you have. Okay?
0: Shit, maybe I should come with you guys.
3: No, you're good. You you got this. Remember, badass. Um, um, Jenny, should you stay with Jack?
0: Jenny is already by her side, and you see that she was about to say something, and she's like, yeah, I'm I'm going to stick around with him and make sure everything is okay. And then quietly to the three of you, she says, sometimes when things seem too good to be true, there's reason for concern. So I just, until, until I get a better read on these folk, I'm not leaving them alone. Yeah. Duren thinks there's a cult. When did
3: I say that? Last night. You said you were being paranoid. So I assume you mean you think there's a cult. The
1: robed
0: figures (laughs) use a smoke bomb and disappear.
1: (laughs) I think this place is perfectly normal and good, but
0: I'm often wrong. Uh, Okay, We'll
1: definitely talk about it later.
0: (laughs) Merlo leads you to kind of like the city center and then says, I wish you all very good luck. It's very important. And we understand the risk that you're taking for us and we are forever in your gratitude, not only for returning our prince, but also for stepping up and taking on this threat for us. Um, and then a couple of the guards step forward and say, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take you to the to the tunnel. And uh, they begin leading you to the path uh, that brings you underneath the facility.
2: I want to sense motive real quick. The yep. way he said that fo- for us really rubbed me the wrong way. The dirty 30.
0: Uh, you could tell he was incredibly concerned about this and Mm -hmm. the way that you guys destroyed the tentacle monster, which was something they were like struggling with for a while now, Mm -hmm. he's a lot more confident. He really thinks that you guys have a chance to stop this and there is like visible relief. Like he is, he is not at all concerned about your guys' abilities. Wow. It's
1: like the only person in the campaign so far. <laughs> <laughs> now, can we tell if he's less or more concerned considering our conversation yesterday?
0: Uh, no, nah, he's fine. <laughs> As you guys are walking to the tunnel out, you see a couple more stretchers of people being brought in and you could tell there's like little glimpses of like the purple jumpsuits and you can tell they're bringing more of these these like workers back in. Eventually, you guys get to uh, the tunnel with the, mm-hmm. the guards, and they say, oh, we're not going to come with you, but we have put markers down. All you got to do is follow those, and it'll bring you right to
2: the edge of the dimensional field. Shot in the dark. Are there any like, creatures that mimic these markers at all before
0: we follow them? No. no. I mean, like, okay, okay, okay. M- Just- mimic them, no, but I can't guarantee with the way that things are happening that there isn't something on the route. We've cleared it a couple times now. Um, and there's nothing there, but I mean, again, there shouldn't have been a giant fucking plant monster in our <laughs> tunnels and that just kind of showed up one day. So, you know, fingers crossed your, you mm. get there without any more portals opening up.
2: All right.
1: Thanks. Good luck. We'll do our best.
0: Let's go. Uh, yeah. And you follow them. There's like little, uh, pittens in the ice with uh soft glowing lights that kind of like guide you through. And as Vail you best, right. Veil and Quip are still with you. Yes. Okay. As you guys get there, uh, you can see Vale and Quip are running diagnostics on their little, like, whatever the fuck they've built. Um, and it seems to be, they're getting it primed and ready. And sure enough, you enter into an uh, opening where you can see that the roof is now metal and there is a hatch that you can see. Um, but surrounding it, there is this swirling purple field and once again like you saw in that uh, that vision that merlot showed you you see occasionally there's just a huge hand that comes out and it reaches out for you and before it gets to you it just sort of turns into that gross sand and disappears and you just see like all these things being pulled from different dimensions briefly um and even just getting close to it you can feel it feels like someone is pulling the front of your armor and, you know, the whiskers on your face feel like it's being pulled, and your hair, Cody. And it's it's unpleasant, to say the least. Like, it feels fucking weird. You know that, like, feeling when you're in a concert, or, like, uh, you're, you're about to see music, and they're, like, warming up, and that bass, like, rumbles your chest? Mm. It's kind of that. Uh, and it just feels like there's something not quite right. And... Quip and Vale look at each other and give each other a nod and Quip places his little terminal on the ground and sits crossed legged. and Vale runs as fast as they can, places the, the thing into the ice and then runs back and Quip looks at the three of you and says, are you guys all ready? Yeah. As ready as we can be. Let's go. Alright. And he presses a button and there is a brief rumbling in the ground as you see this device that they've made activate and the point of the pyramid opens up and as it does you see these lasers hit into the dimensional field and as it opens into more of a almost like a blooming flower you can see that it is opening a small or like hole in the dimensional field and you can clearly see that hatch now which veil runs up and throws a little pixel onto it and you see it just go beep and open up and a ladder drops down and he says "All right, now is our opportunity let's go let's do it run up it Um, you guys get in no problem but as you cross through the dimensional field you all feel fucking weird and for a brief second Merrick you're going first Cody you're after Merrick you see Merrick for a very brief second like disappear Ooh. And then he's back. It's like, it almost looks like you could have blinked. Mm-hmm. Um, and Duran, you sort of see this as well. You're underneath Cody. And as Cody's going up, his hand turns in, like his whole arm looks like it becomes skeletal. Like it looks like he That's... becomes just a complete shriveled skeleton, but nothing seems to happen. Like he doesn't get affected. He's still climbing normally. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> And then it's gone again. hate this. Um, hate it. I hate being the third one, Dan. I don't like it. <laughs> and, uh, well, Quip is the last one. Quip's, Quip's bringing up the rear.
2: <laughs> That's fair. Quip's fucked. All That's right. Quipsy. Let's go. Uh,
0: Quipsy's Durin and, uh, it's just a charred body. The fur has been singed from his flesh. Um, his tail burnt to a crisp and it looks Terrible. And then it, it flickers again, and uh, Vale reaches down and pulls Quip into the hatch as it beeps closed, and you once again hear the swirling energy resume outside. You now know you're trapped in the Dahlia Blacksite. What do we see? Inside is a pretty uninspiring facility. The floor is a corrugated steel grate. Uh, the walls are plain steel. Um, with very obvious rivets holding it all together. There's fluorescent lighting along the roof. Some of the tubes, however, have been smashed out. Some of the banks are broken from the ceiling and are swinging back and forth, occasionally dragging against the ground and tapping against the side of the wall, making a eerie echoing scratching sound. There is a set of emergency lights that are on and you can see red lights flashing down different corridors. There are doorways that are uh, arched with a sliding door that opens in the middle. Um, all of them are shut and above them, a red flashing light as well. And there's, there's like a hum as well that runs through the whole place that like you can feel it. If you put your hand on the wall, you can feel it vibrating. You can feel the, the floor rumbling beneath you and it is constant. All right,
3: something is something is happening. We gotta move.
1: Let's go, Darren. You want to take point? Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, I'll do some stealthy stealths as we uh, go around each corner. Uh, sure. Yeah. Probably activate my cloaking field while I'm doing this. Okay. It's a f- it's free. You know, it recharges. It's all good. Um, I got a twenty nine on my first stealth.
0: Cool. You creep up to the first junction, mm-hmm. and when you get there, you look around the corner and. You don't see anything, but you hear a click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. And it sounds mm. like the mm-hmm. claws of a creature walking. More specifically, it sounds like the the like, nails of a dog.
2: I'll scurry back and inform the rest of them. Yeah, there's, there's something down there. Couldn't see it, but not sure if it means visible or really sneaky. It's a guard dog. I imagine this place has guard dogs, but probably not ones that are we're going to be we're used to. How many heads did it have? I just said I didn't see it. All right. Probably three. How many heads this place here? is hellish? Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be thematically ap- accurate. Yeah.
0: Let's go find a three-headed dog. As you guys get to the edge of that hallway, the second you step out, you don't hear anything. But you look to your left for a very brief second, you see what looks like the tail end of some sort of dog-like creature walk into the wall specifically the corner of the wall
2: oh son of a bitch oh no nice okay you know with the dimensional shit happening that should have been more obvious but nice all right all right merrick's missing the point what's happening what's going on don't worry don't worry terry knows
1: durin doesn't it's yeah it's like oh that like oh that's weird terry's like excited nile's terrified cody's like huh i guess it's nothing to worry about so it's an illusionary wall Probably. Uh, I guess I'll have to make a culture check to find out,
2: and I don't have... Oh, I do have culture. Mysticism. Culture? Mysticism. I have it. I'll <laughs> roll it. Don't have mysticism, despite I have mystic stuff.
0: Um, 18. Uh, Cool. You know that you've heard of creatures that can use the corners of walls as entrances and exits through planar travel, but you don't remember what kind of creature that is. That's that's pretty much all you can remember.
3: All right, we're doing some planar doggies. In the um, distance that's...
0: you hear a howl. Uh-oh. And then a scream. Oh god. And then silence.
3: Let's move. Okay. Yeah. Should we be stealthy? Tr- try to be, I guess. Try. I got a 26. I got a dirty 20.
2: I got a 33, 32. Uh cool. Not
0: bad. We also have Vale and <laughs> there and Quip. So. You are, are you, what are you, are you running towards the Scream? Is that the plan? I think so. I think we're, I, we're I, yeah, we're, we're
2: trying to be a little stealthy about it, but I imagine if we're get, trying to get their ASAP, it probably is not great. I'm guessing but.
1: the Scream is probably just people working here, but it could be, Yes, it could
0: be Vale's sister. I don't know.
2: Hey, vale, you're in charge. It, it's still information, you know?
0: We will not take the risk. Let's go. Okay. Uh, As you guys round the corner, you see what is screaming. You also see what is howling. There is a hound, twisted and grotesque, but its jaw has been unhinged and cracked open. Its bottom jaw hangs slack as the face of a man is coming out through its throat. And it is screaming while the hound is howling. (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of fucked. I love it. Everyone roll me initiative.
2: Oh, my God. Oh God damn it. Oh, nice. Oh, um, I got a nat 20 for a 32. I got
0: a
1: 13.
0: I got a 23. As this happens, you see a swarm of other dogs and hounds walk through the corners Uh, it doesn't matter how small the corner is even the tiny 90 degree angle of the door jam is enough for one of these hounds to walk through and all of them have a grotesque human body part coming out of it mostly out of the mouths some of them have two arms reaching and scrambling and frantically clawing and others have just a leg dangling out of the side of them and uh, they all howl as they begin charging. Uh, Durin, you are up first.
2: I'm gonna delay my turn um, and let one of our other people go before me. Okay. How many? How many
1: of them were there? Did you say?
0: There's four. Four. Damn. There's there's more, but Vale and Quip are fighting them yeah. like other. Because uh, I don't want to do two NPCs.
1: We're dealing with four. You're okay. dealing with
0: four, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. cool, uh, cool. Merrick, it's your turn.
3: All right, Merrick's going to go into photon mode and just sort of attack the first dog. Just move up. Um, his solarium blade is uh, now a little bit larger and a little bit thicker. It's getting like more of a heft to it. Cool. And I'm going to swing down. Get this party started with your creepy dog. Of course, Terry knew this creepy, monster dimension traveling <laughs> thing. Like he reads in his free time, you know? We fought them in Pathfinder a lot. Ah, okay. That's going to be a 27 to hit. Uh, 27 will do it, yeah. That's going to be 35 points of damage. Okay. I will say that's, that's Hound 2. Or sorry, Hound 1. Okay. Um, does it look like all the damage goes through? I know we're fighting weird. Does your Solarian Blade count as magic?
0: I believe so, yeah. If it has a fusion on it, it does. Yeah. Uh, then yes, it does. Back beasts! You see the the like human face coming out of its throat is screaming, but now that you are close, it's frantically trying to bite you. Like, aggressively trying to bite you. Uh,
1: Cody, it's your turn. How far is the one Merrick's fighting?
0: Uh,
3: within range, I guess. Like 30 feet? Yeah, sure. 25 feet, because that's all I can move.
2: Would it be okay if I take my turn before you, Cody? Sure. I would like to rush in following Merrick's uh, Merrick behind, and I will do a trick attack on the, uh, the one he's fighting right now. Okay, a, a, a melee trick attack. Hmm. Yeah, why not? Uh, my stealth is a twenty-seven. Mm, not enough. Not enough. Okay, just standard attack then, which probably won't do much for this thing. Two on the die. Cool. Thirteen EAC. Nope. Sweet. All right, just goes
1: wide. I did great.
0: Cool. Now it's Cody's turn.
1: There you go. Uh, if I were to charge, would I be like? Would I be able to get a direct line?
0: You wouldn't be able to get the one that Merrick's fighting, but you could get. Like, any of the other three.
1: Could I move to the side and get that? Like, if I move and then charge, which I can do. Uh, Yeah, sure. Cool. I will, I ask- you'll, take, you'll take an attack of opportunity from one of the side hounds. I'll just bull rush one of the other hounds then. Uh, move action. You see Cody, like, <sighs> start to get, like, really angry. And then he hefts his hammer and just fucking shoots at uh the side hound. And he's going to try bull rush him. That's a 35 bull rush.
0: Oh, yep. dude. Nice. And it's every five over you. Hit he goes them, another them more. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you succeed with one additional. Okay. So 10 feet. Yeah.
2: Nice. Oh, Does that provoke an attack of opportunity then?
1: You don't have, do you have your gun out? Yeah. I only use my gun. Oh, I thought you were attacking with melee.
0: No, no. I think he was just moving forward. Okay. okay. Yes.
1: Then it does. Hell yeah! That means I'm going to take my reaction. Hmm. Now I get a 19 to hit, which ain't great. Uh, Will you fail by one? Perfect. I'm going to use my my thing. Okay. Is that a once a day thing? Uh, yeah. And that's going to be 23 points of electric and bludgeoning damage. And you have a fusion, yes? Yeah. So 33 points. 33.
2: And uh coming in at the tail end with my feet uh, uh, my teamwork feet of target of opportunity does a 23 EAC hit. It does. I got 20 points of damage. Fire damage. Nice. I do not have a fusion.
0: Okay, then you notice that does not go through or all of it oh. go through.
1: Sorry, you get 35. I forgot I have opportunistic. and I would have actually hit for 21, so I don't okay. need to use
0: my thing. Okay. It is their turn now. And now that you are starting to get a sense and these things have fully formed, there's something about their eyes that you can't quite get over. And as you sort of like assess the situation of these dogs that are sort of starting to circle you in this narrow hallway, you feel their gaze begin tearing through you.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, this feels familiar. Oh, this feels familiar. Going to have to
0: give me a fortitude say, please.
2: <laughs> oh, OK. No, that wasn't as low as I thought. 16
1: from Merrick I'll follow that up with a 16 as well Good. um I'm going to use my jacket okay what did you, what what does that do oh uh, yeah it lets me reroll for it once a day okay god damn it did it get worse <laughs> it got so much worse uh that's a 10 we're all dead yeah probably it's not gonna be great
0: oh boy yeah that's 16 d6 coming your way what Is yeah everywhere.
2: I think I had a seizure first uh, uh, <laughs> a stroke first did 16. Sorry, I did I did math wrong. It's eight D (laughs) six.
0: Thanks, fuck. Uh, (laughs) That's a huge
2: difference. Holy shit.
0: All of you take thirty-four points of slashing damage as their gaze just tears through you. You can feel it bypassing your armor entirely and cuts opening up on your flesh. And now they're gonna attack you. Sure. Because that's a gaze attack that they get just for looking at you. Yeah. Oh my god. These things are fucked. The two at the front are going to attack Cody and Merrick, respectively. The ones that, um, so one's going to move up and attack you. Uh, the other one is going to uh, attack you, Merrick, um, and then two are going to come in and attack you from the flank, Durin. Cool, that's great. Uh, first one is a nat twenty. Uh, who's Yeah, that let's do it. That's uh, that's going to be you. Actually, no, it's going to be Merrick. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. You said my that's name better. in the middle. You're just you're just you're just picking I'm me. I'm going. I'm going here. I said you attack number one, so. Yeah, all right, all right. You take 25 points of piercing damage as the human face bites down into you, and you're going to have to give me another fortitude save, please.
3: Much better. That's going to be a 24.
0: You feel a flash of hot and cold, and then a weird smoky blackness oozes out of your skin, but then it flickers and the bite mark is gone. But you still take the damage.
2: So a different merit got the bite mark.
0: That what is a on <laughs> Cody. That's a thirty to hit. Thirty to hit. Where's my armor? Yes, it is. Okay, that's uh, ten points of piercing damage as it bites into you as well. And you're going to give me a Fortitude save, please.
1: Okay. No, that's
0: a D6. Wrong dice. Uh, Nineteen. Okay, you're good. Uh, once again, you see this bite go through various stages of effectiveness and then disappear. Durin I got another yeah. thirty and a twenty six. K A
2: KAC or EAC? KAC. Um okay, the thirty hits of course, the other one does not.
0: Nice. Okay. Ooh, new armor coming in clutch.
2: Oh, it did.
0: Uh eleven points of piercing damage as you mm-hmm. uh, have to give me another 426 juice, please.
2: Come on. Better ish, um
0: I got a nineteen. You see that that bite dissipate. Okay.
2: Oof, oof, oof.
0: Okay. We're back at the top of the turn. It is Merrick. Damn dimensional
3: dog. Let me put you down uh, and make two attacks. First one's going to be a 21. That hits 37 points of damage.
0: Holy shit.
3: These <laughs> <laughs> are beefies. Second attack. Um, that's going to be a 34 to hit. Yeah. Come on. I just want one of these dogs to go down just so I know how bad this is going to be. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be 36 points of damage. How are you hitting it? I'm just like... slashing at its creepy face because i know its eyes are the weakness
0: yeah as you are just slashing at it you can see that there are chunks like this wispy chunks of flesh and as you sever parts of it off it hits the ground flickers and then it's back on the creature but there is so much blood pouring out of it but then like a couple seconds later all that flesh is just on the ground and then like flickers and then it's on fire and then it flickers and it's back on um but this thing, in the brief moments where it looks like what you're doing stays, uh, it looks fucked up.
3: I will kill you in every dimension. So definitely not dead yet, right?
0: It is Fuck not me. dead yet, no.
2: Fuck, this oh is going to be
0: bad. Dern, it's your turn. Yeah, it sure are Over a over 100 damage to it already. So I'm being flanked by two, right? You're not being flanked, but there are two beside you, yes.
2: Okay, they, neither of them have taken any hits whatsoever. They're just doing their own thing.
0: Correct, only one and two have been hit. Three okay. and four are on you. Is three and four
2: okay um i'm going to choose number three as my target okay and i am going to do a trick attack and pull away yep. this doesn't provoke from my target but it will provoke from the one that isn't my target
0: okay then it will try to take its attack of opportunity uh that's probably not gonna do it no that's a 22 okay that does not
2: as i will attempt a trick attack against the one i just deemed as my target
0: yeah it takes a big bite at you and you're just too fast you manage to get away Hell from yeah. it
2: as i like just kind of like nimbly dodge underneath it i got a 37 on my stealth that'll do it 19 on the die yes please mm. for a yes. 30 nice um i need that thing to give me a fortitude save please
0: oh not great uh, that's a 12
2: 12 that's a fail he staggered um so i did i'm doing 8 points of fire damage first time doing my 5d8s dirty yeah Yeah, I look forward to giving it all to you. 28 points of precision damage.
0: And you said you don't have a magic weapon, right?
2: No, it doesn't have a fusion or anything like that.
0: You seem to, like, the blaster fire itself doesn't seem to do anything. But then wherever you've hit it makes it, like, flicker for a second. Mm -hmm. And all of its bones seem to collapse. And the whole thing just falls into, like, a weird, like, puddle of flesh. And then, like, you know those, like, weird toys where you press the button? And they fall over, yeah. and then they pop back up. That oh, happens yeah, yeah. to it. It oh, that's like crumples, and then it like flops back up. Okay. It is Cody's turn. So uh, hold on, during before we, I need to orient ourselves a bit. Did you move away from the boys or towards yeah. the boys?
2: Oh shits! Uh, so I, will I say I will... there's
0: there's room for you to either go beside Cody or mm-hmm. beside Merrick.
2: I'm gonna go beside Cody. Okay, cool feels right.
0: So then the lineup is now Cody, Durin, Merrick. You're kind of in between the three of them. And then there's a dog in front of uh, Cody. There's a a hound in front of Merrick. And then there's two behind the three of you.
1: Sweet. Uh, I guess I'm going to full attack this boy. Okay. Uh, First one is a 24 to hit. Yep. All right. That's going to be 35 points of bludgeoning electricity as my... uh, my like rage just gives me an extra two points of damage per hit. Are you in a rage right now? Oh, I'm in a rage. And then that's a
0: 27 to hit. Yep. And then 28 points of damage on that one. Cool. Once again, you are dealing a solid amount of damage to these things. You, When you hit it with your hammer on the side, you can feel its ribs crumple. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it just seems to like snap back into place. Now, Uh, I will
1: say that third hit ignores energy resistance or damage resistance equal to half my weapon's item
0: level. uh, It doesn't matter. Your thing's magic, right? Yeah. Just in case. Uh, Well, all of you are going to have to give me a fortitude save, please. (laughs) I love this. Oh, there we go. There we go. 28.
1: (laughs) Mine's 28, too. We're twins. Oh, no. Mine's 26. Sorry. (laughs) I'm bad at math. Oh, not twins. Duren? Nat 20. Okay. You looked very disappointed.
2: <laughs> no, no, that was excitement. There was excitement. I was pumped for it. It was a good moment.
0: You feel a moment where those cuts begin happening again, but they don't seem to take purchase. And oh, I guess you, fuck, yeah. you have to give me, sorry, you have to give me three more fortitude saves. What? <laughs> what? It's per
1: creature. Okay. Uh, All right. Oh, look, the exact same again. Nice. Okay. Uh, then a 20... 20- and a nat 20. God damn it. You're wasting all our nat 20s, Dane. Okay,
0: cool. So, Cody, you've saved against all of them. Yes.
1: Please tell me it's not half damage. It's just no damage. It is no damage. Oh, nice. Six.
3: Nice. Um, my second one is 27. Okay. My third one is 25. Yeah. And my fourth one is 19.
0: You've saved against all of them.
2: Okay, here we go. <laughs> I got a 23 on my, f- on my second one. Oh, uh, way better. I got a 26 on the, on the third one. Yep. On, boys. Fourth one. Another nat 20, two nat 20s in that.
0: Shit. Okay. Well, you have successfully saved against all of their ripping gazes. <sighs> all, all right. Well, God. using up that all my nat 20s. So, so now it is their normal attack. Uh, the one that is staggered begins swaying a little bit and you hear it let out this horrible Like gargling howl, but it can't Mm -hmm. fully do it. But then the face begins howling as well. Uh, Durn, you have to give me a will save, please.
3: I
2: find this very upsetting.
0: Uh, My will is a 19. You're good. You feel your body slowing and seizing for a second, but you are able to shake it off as you Uh. start focusing on something other than this horrible fucking howling. The other one is going to run up behind Cody and flank him. Oh, dear. Uh, that is a
1: 29. 29. It wouldn't hit, but with my rage. Oh, no, it would hit. Never mind. <laughs>
0: Either way, it 20. hits. Okay. <laughs> just too angry. I'm so angry. Uh, you take 14 points of piercing damage, and you're going to give me a fortitude save, please, as the fourth one runs up behind you and just buries its uh, teeth into the back of your leg. Uh, that's
1: a 20. Oh, no, it's an 18. It's an 18. It's an 18? It is an 18. Oh, God.
0: Oh, God. The next one is another 29 against you, Merrick. 29, I
3: believe, just meets it. Mm.
0: That is 16 points of damage, piercing damage, and you have to give me a fortitude save, please. Not this time. That's a two on the dice. This time, when the bite finds purchase on your arm, as you're slashing, it manages to get you right on the wrist and lock your sword arm in place for a second. It begins doing that thing that dogs do when they just like shake their head really, really fast and really, really hard. And you could feel like it's almost going to tear your arm off. But then it doesn't. And it lets go. And the face inside of the mouth of the hound smiles and begins giggling. <laughs> no. Cool. And you don't feel great. Yep, yeah. Sweet. And then the last attack on you, Cody, is a like 22 or something. So it's not going to hit you. It's It's not going to hit. Merrick, it's your turn. And you're going to have to give me a d20 check, please. Uh, 18. You're okay. Okay. I'm going to attack this cackling
3: son of of a bitch twice. First attack. That's a natural 20.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice. Just just tell me how you, unless you want to roll the damage to see how much you do, uh, just tell me how you kill it. Because this thing's not surviving. It's not going to survive an average of like
3: 60 something damage. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So it's cackling. Merrick with that weak arm finds enough strength to so- sort of quickly decapitate it. Finally making full contact with it as that human head with that grin on its face goes spiraling into the air.
0: Yeah. And the body uh, stays standing. Oh, I hate this so much. Um, <laughs> is the one of the ones attacking Cody next to me? They are five feet away or 10 feet away, I guess. Fuck.
1: There's another one attacking you, all right? No. I only have the one, so I don't, I, that
3: second attack is now just going to get lost. Can I still move? You can still take your move action, so you can
0: move okay. up to... Uh,
3: I'm going to flank one of the ones that is uh, behind Cody, that is fighting Cody. Cool. Nice. Pro- the one that hasn't been damaged yet. All right. Or so they've number- both been
0: damaged. Nope, number four hasn't been touched yet. Okay. okay, okay. Uh, Dern, it's your turn.
2: All right, which one is Cody focused on? Which one do I can I see Cody's like facing off with?
0: Number two is the one that Cody is fighting.
2: Number two. All right, I am going to do a trick attack on number
0: two. Now you have to move on this one, right?
2: Yeah, I have to move no matter what. Yeah.
0: Number four is going to get an attack of opportunity on you.
2: That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I accept that it.
0: Is a twenty-eight. KAC. Oh
2: no! Yeah, that that uh, just does it.
0: That is thirteen points of piercing damage, and you have to give me a. Uh, save,
2: please. Uh, okay. Uh, four two it's a 12.
0: Uh, okay. You don't feel great. Mm. Uh, and you're going to give me a d20 roll because it is your turn.
2: 12 on the die. Okay. You're good. Okay. I rolled the stealth previously. It was, uh, I got a 28 on the stealth. That's uh, enough. Yeah. Okay. And I am going to do a harrowing fire on him. Okay. And I have to beat 15, which I do. I believe it lowers his AC as well, because it is a harrowing fire. Let me just confirm real quick. And then, Cody, if you hit this thing, man, you get some you get some nice damage on that boy. Beautiful. Plus two circumstance bonus on uh, next attack roll. Nice. Okay.
1: Uh, so, Cody, it's your turn. All right. Uh, double attack. God damn it. First one's a 16. That's with your plus two from Durin With my plus two from Durin. Second attack. You don't get the plus two, but you might get the damage. Nineteen? You fail by one. I, I use my thing. <laughs> okay, fuck. <laughs> I use my thing, Dane.
0: Okay, you hit. God damn
1: it. Add five d8s to this, man. Why did I roll so poorly? I had a plus two, and like it should have gone well. Dear God. Again,
0: uh, you can just kill this thing, unless you want to. <sighs> I'm definitely going to roll this. the damage. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay.
1: five d8s, man. So it's 32 plus... 44 total I rolled really poorly on those d8s oh man oh hey, you know, you know what? doesn't matter doesn't matter 47
0: yeah, it's, it's dead
1: yay yeah As I, like, I missed with the one and then like one of the bullets that uh, Dern shoots just kind of like spooks the dog for a second and I just like solidly come down again well, not even solidly, I guess almost miss but like the like ion stone just like nudges my hammer a little bit to the left and I just fucking
0: like cave its skull in
2: the, the reality that the dog was in just happened to be in the right spot for
0: mm-hmm. that one. Uh, you hear the human face as you crush this dog, it sort of like slides out and the whole back half of it is this weird, like slug and it's not a person. And it begins just sort of like wiggling away. Don't like I hate that. it. I hate this. In the distance, you hear a large explosion and it rattles the whole thing. And then, echoing throughout the hallways, you hear a voice speak, but it doesn't sound like it's saying anything. You just hear like, (laughs) and the dogs look up, their ears perk straight up, and they start whimpering, and they run into the nearby corners and disappear. In the distance, you see a purple light beginning to grow, and as it approaches the corner, A massive purple hand slides in, grabs one side of the hallway, another one grabs the other, and it pulls this huge swirling purple mass into frame, and it looks at the three of you and says, I will devour you, and a mouth appears and charges forward.